Panther fans who want to keep pounding. The ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views from Street. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. The Views from Mint Street podcast is in your ear holes, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Brown and Lonzo Reitzel with you. If you haven't done it before, do us a favor. Even if you have, we don't care. Even if you have done it, bug your friends. Put it in your social circle. Put it out there on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever you talk with your fellow Panthers fans and let them know about the Views from Mint Street podcast. I wanted to get into... Hey, really, really quick. Where's your Christmas spirit? Share us for Christmas. I mean, Share us for Christmas. Give give us a Merry Christmas by sharing us for Christmas. Share I, I mean, us you for know, Christmas. It's it's like I really want to do something for my fellow man today, but you know I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of things. To do. You know what I could do? I could share the views from Men Street Podcast and give Lonzo and Rob a Merry Christmas. It will make you feel good inside. It will make us feel good inside. You should do that. You know what else you can do? You can go to wherever major podcasts are found on Spotify, Stitcher, on Google Play or Apple iTunes or for free on the Odyssey app. You can find the little heart button, Lonzo, and you can follow la 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 us. That was that was awesome. It really was. That was really well done. I will I will let you all have three seconds uh, in which to bask of the greatness of that joke. Perfect. Let's get back to talking football. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into this. Uh, you know, last couple of weeks, Lonzo, you and I have gone round and round. Uh, and I said, Wilkes will find a way, just give him time, time, time. You, on the other hand, multiple times have said, <laughs> that was good well, too. That was well done. You know, I should mean, we take it, another three seconds to appreciate that? No, I think so. No. No, if we're doing that, we'll be there'll be a lot of dead spots in the pod. We don't want to do that. Uh, All right, Brown so, spouting some lyrics, yeah. So Lonzo said uh, that that Wilkes needed to win a couple more. Uh, my argument has been that Wilkes is one shy of Matt Rule, and he did it in far less games than Matt Rule had in his two full seasons plus the five weeks that he had as the head coach this year. And that, as far as I was concerned, the level of culture building that he brought to the field uh, was enough for me. And I can tell you that after the watch of that game on Sunday and the rewatch of that game yesterday, uh, I have begun, Lonzo, to pump the brakes just a little bit. Now, We talked about it on the show. I I still think Steve Wilkes did knock out of the park objective number one. And objective number one was to rebuild the culture of this franchise, was to create a better culture around this franchise, was to create a situation where it felt like the guys on the field on Saturdays and Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays, uh, what's the word? cared right look like they 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 wanted to go out play hard and put some pride onto the jersey and the logo on the side of the helmet that they were wearing and i feel like frankly steve wilkes uh has done that in fact if you go listen to the post-game press conferences of some of the specifically the leaders of this team uh i think you will hear a a different tone And, and maybe this is just my 
undying optimism shining through. But I think you'll hear a bit of a different tone out of the players than you did when they were all trying to prove that they were OOU under Matt Rule. I think that step one of the culture building uh, has taken place. And I do recognize that if you shift to a new head coach next year, then that culture will have to be retooled and shifted again. And that's not particularly easy to do. Uh, But I will say this. There is a second part to coaching. Culture building, check. Step two is uh, coaching. X's and O's, game plan, strategy, and then executing it on Saturday or Sunday. And I think after the rewatch on Tuesday, that I can say, Lonzo, uh, that part for Steve Wilkes was atrocious on Sunday. Pittsburgh out-schemed us. They knew the strengths and weaknesses on both sides of the football, took full advantage, and we didn't change anything to get away from that. Now, I would love to sit here and say that at the end of the day, It's on Ben McAdoo on the offensive side of the football, right? Like, I love to say it was just bad play calling. And don't get me wrong, it absolutely was. But if you're going to be a head coach, even if you are a defensive coach, there's got to be a point that you throw on the headset and you go, hey, uh, hey, hey, Ben, it's uh, it's Steve, uh, your boss. And uh, those things that you're doing, they're not they're not uh, they're not working. Uh, from my vantage point down here on the field, maybe I'm mistaken, but they're not working. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should do not that and try something else moving forward. And it didn't ever feel specifically offensively like Steve Wilkes did what I would have loved for a head coach to do to step in and go, we got to change something up because we just kept going back to the well over and over. Now, There's a part of me, though, that goes, hey, rookie head coach, first-year guy. uh, I know he was a head coach at Arizona, but we saw that he had minimal to no control over that franchise when he was the head coach. So I'm going to treat it as if he's a first-year full authority head coach here and and say that was a first-year problem. What I will say is this. As much as the last handful of weeks – have been an audition for Steve Wilkes on the football field to be the next head coach. The next three weeks, Lonzo, are the final exam because the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals, but the Pittsburgh Steelers more recently, put out the blueprint on how to beat the Carolina Panthers, right? Detroit, a hard-nosed team that's playing very hard for Dan Campbell, now has those numbers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a bad football team as well now has those blueprints, and the New Orleans Saints, who we are now tied with in the division. Everybody's within a game, but now tied tied, with the division. We're we're tied with everybody but Tampa Bay. Everybody but Tampa Bay. Uh, We face Detroit, who have the blueprints, Tampa have the blueprints, and you would better believe that the New Orleans Saints, listen, especially if, because Tampa Bay, uh, we've mentioned a couple of times, has a, a, or, or has had with the Cincinnati game, this past week, it doesn't get a whole heck of a lot of it easier. They've got to go out to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Then they've got us and then Atlanta, as has been mentioned multiple times. I think this division comes down to week 18, which means that 
depending on what the Saints do this weekend, there is a very good chance that that last week of the season, which sees Tampa v. Atlanta and New Orleans v. Carolina, because the Saints still have ahead of them the Browns, Eagles, and Panthers, that both of those NFC South games being played at the same time could be for the division. The Saints now have the blueprint as well and may very well be playing for pride at that point in the season. Uh, we are now going to see the final exam of Steve Wilkes Lonzo because when you got three teams who are now not just playing for pride, but all three potentially playing for a playoff spot at the end of the year, who have been shown the blueprint on exactly how to beat you if you do not adapt and do not make adjustments and do not execute those adjustments, Steve Wilkes went from a guy that last week I was going, hey, 4-0 is reasonable. It's not even lofty. It's not even like optimistic. It's a reasonable potential outcome to he might lose the next three games. Um, the outcome is probably somewhere in the middle, Lonzo, but it just got a heck of a lot tougher with the Steelers exposing not the blueprint for how to beat us, but the fact that we've got a coaching staff that does not be able to seem to make the adjustments necessary to overcome those blueprints. Yeah, this this thing's over for Steve Wilkes. I think I think last week was the final exam, not not what's to come. I think it was last week. He's got he's got two looks. He's got a look of yeah yeah we did it as a team, and the look of. I have no idea what's going on. And that's the look he had last week. The look of, I have no idea what's going on. And you need to be able to look at your coach and go, okay, yeah, they're getting beat. But you can see he's formulating. He's trying to figure out what's how, how to fix it when it's wrong. Or at least over there shaking his head like, dude, I don't know why they're messing up like that. But he looked like, like he just got his butt beat by the coach across away from him, and he did. He got out coached. And if you're Tepper and you're looking at this, you've got to look at how they handled the losses as well as how they handled the wins. And it's not that I want them to lose to 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 because I don't. I want the Panthers to win every game, but I am really concerned about the rest of the season. And I'm going to take back something I said. Steve Wilkes can't prove it to me, okay? Even if they come back and they win the NFC South, still not the guy in my opinion because he's had the chance. Last week was the perfect chance, and what did they do? They come out and they got their butts whipped. They didn't look like they wanted to be on the field, and the defense, which is his guys, the defense, they played horrible. And we've been praising the defense all year, but there have been a couple games where they've really – uh, looked bad, and this one, it meant a lot. It might as well have been a playoff game because if they won that game, the Panthers would be in first place right now, and they didn't look like they belonged on the field with Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is not that good, and they made them look that good. It's It was kind of embarrassing, and I feel he seems like a cool dude. He really does. I just don't think he's the the coach for this team. If Steve Wilkes wins out, he's got the job. That being said, if Steve Wilkes wins out and gets the job, it will be primarily because he got exposed against Pittsburgh. And it will mean that he gathered himself, retreated, pulled into the camp, 
made the adjustments and changed up enough of the plans that we have a new look against Detroit on Saturday and then against Tampa and then against New Orleans to wrap up the year. Uh, That being said, one of two things is true. Either A, Steve Wilkes is not a coach that can adjust on the fly uh, because we did not, or, or does not have adjustments offensively and just was like, hey, Ben, do better and let's see what happens. Or B, Steve Wilkes is a guy that can't adjust on the fly but can recognize flaws in the game and can change them uh, during practices, which, I can, which I've called for years the Nick Saban way, right? Like Saban uh, at Alabama, I've said for many, many years, Nick Saban on Saturday is a very pedestrian coach. There have been a lot of coaches who, heads up, have been able to outcoach Nick Saban over the year. Jimbo Fisher's done it a couple of times, for instance, and Jimbo ain't that good either. Uh, Nick Saban does not beat you on Saturday. Nick Saban beats you in the weeks leading up to signing day on February, and then Nick Saban beats you in the game up to that week, and the goal is to just be so much better than you that even if you adjust at halftime to what Bama installed that week, it's going to be too little too late at that point. Well, over the past couple of years, Saban's book has become well-known, and you have seen Alabama, though they just missed the playoff, uh, not be the driving force this year that they have been in years past, and I suspect it's going to continue downhill for a little while. Uh, If Steve Wilkes is that kind of coach, A, it does not work as well at the NFL level as it does the college level. Like like Steve Spurrier is kind of one of these guys too, right? And that's why he failed. But it doesn't work at the NFL level because the talent level of the worst teams at the NFL uh, is still almost always going to be closer to the talent level of the best team in the NFL, which is not true in college football. If Wilkes comes out on Saturday, though, and we see uh, a whole lot of different looks that are different than what we saw this past Sunday, adjustments, we see a lot more of those rollouts, the screens, and a consistent run game we did not see on Sunday, I'll feel a little bit better. But I can't really make an opinion on that until I see what the team rolls out Saturday night. 